some are born to lead while some just learn adapt and lead if you are either of these this podcast is for you tune into the selected readings and insights of leadership learning that you shall benefit from that moment you have been dreading has come you have to make a presentation to a group already your stomach is churning and your palms are sweaty how will you get through this experience it helps to realize that you are not alone many people even the most accomplished public speakers feel everything from slight nervousness to outright terror before they give a presentation in fact one study revealed that an alarmingly high number of people would rather have unnecessary surgery than give a speech but despite the butterflies in the stomach sensation you can take steps to prepare for and deliver a successful memorable presentation the trick isn't to try to vanquish your nervousness instead it's to get all those butterflies flying in formation as they say in public speaking trade by following some basic but powerful guidelines you can transform nervousness into a positive energy that infuses all your presentations and gets you the results you want Are you thinking all this sounds like it requires a lot of time and I don't have that luxury? If so, consider this. The ability to give effective presentations isn't just a luxury skill to acquire. It's becoming increasingly essential in the business world. Even though we are living in an age of technology, face-to-face human communication is still the preferred vehicle for learning and sharing our ideas and insights more and more managers are being asked to make presentations to audiences ranging from their own direct reports and other managers to supervisors customers and industry colleagues a manager who can be counted on to deliver effective presentations stands a far better chance of advancing in his or her career than one who doesn't bother to master this essential art if you need more persuading think about presentations you have attended that turned out to be awful you know that talk in which the speaker droned on for what seemed like hours and you barely managed to keep your eyes open Uh, or or the one where the presenter just raced through a series of powerpoint slides filled with tiny unreadable text though both of these disasters may have had a different twist they shared one thing the presenters wasted their audiences and their own time and their company's money convinced good you are ready to take your first steps down the path to becoming a powerful presenter the secrets to successful presentations are simple the first is preparation clarifying your purpose understanding your audience structuring your presentation to meet your audience's needs and managing stage fright 
second is delivery capturing your listener's attention at the outset of your speech holding it throughout the rest of your presentation and then deftly handling the question and answers at the end of your talk to that end we have organized the articles in this collection into three broad categories the first is preparing your presentation second delivering your presentation and third strengthening your presentation with powerful tools and techniques though you are welcome to peruse the volume selections in any order you might want to tackle them sequentially if you are new to public speaking or particularly daunted by the thought of giving a presentation if you decide to listen to the articles in the order uh, narrated you'll consider the challenges of preparation first number 1 define your audience or more likely audiences no not just a list of who's going to be in the room your audience consists of the people you want to act the superiors who sign off you need the employees who can achieve the productivity gains you outline in almost every presentation however the support or at least the neutrality of the secondary audience will prove critical for achieving your goal whom do your superiors consult before making a decision what individuals or groups have more influence over your employees attitudes than you do take the time to list every significant audience likely to have an influence on or be affected by your proposal divide them into primary audiences defined as the key decision makers and others who direct support you'll need and secondary audiences those who will be affected by your project and who over the long term may have some influence on the decision makers number 2 decide what approach is appropriate to take with this audience are you telling them or asking them most businesses communication falls somewhere in between you need to take one approach when pitching a proposal to a committee of higher ups and another when assigning tasks to a team of your subordinates in her guide to managerial communication mary munter offers a framework useful for thinking about which approach to take on the vertical dimension plot your degree of control over the content in two senses how much control you have over the requisite information and how much executive power you have to push along the matter at hand over the horizontal dimension chart how much involvement you need from the audience to get the outcome you're looking for as munter observes the more you control the less you involve the less you involve the more you control some rules of thumb for choosing the correct approach tell in a polite way of course when you are in complete command of the necessary information and authority for example when you are directing a subordinate to carry out a routine task sell when you are in command of the information but your audience retains the ultimate decision power consult when you are trying to build a consensus toward a particular course of action for instance when you need to persuade colleagues to back your proposal to top management and join when your point of view is only one of many say when you are serving as your unit's representative to an interdepartmental strategy session in general you are telling down and joining up but not always 
enlightened you will often need to solicit the ideas of subordinate consulting or lobby superiors for a favorable decision selling. 3. Anticipate how they are likely to respond. If you've defined your audiences with enough granularity, the likely answer mixed. It's not uncommon to find one audience segment supportive, a second neutral and a third hostile. Audiences that already support you, those in the positive camp need to be given a plan of action and motivated. Let them know how important they are and what they can do to support you. Neutral audiences are most susceptible to rational persuasion. Share with them the sequence of events and analysis that convinced you this was a good idea. Hostile audiences prob probably won't ever actively support you, but by showing that you understand their point of view and explaining why you still believe in the project, you may move them to a position of neutrality. When doing the analysis at this stage, pay careful attention to the motives of the individuals and groups. Some people may support you because they are your friends. Don't let this lure you into a false sense of security about the attitudes of a wider audience. Some members of the audience may oppose the idea on merit. Dealing with them, you will be best served by delivering your message frankly, in the process acknowledging their concerns and the arguments they make. A few may oppose you simply because they can't stand the prospect of your success. A boss who may, be f who may fear being outshone. Colleagues who are your rivals or who simply don't like you. This is the higher hardest kind of opposition to overcome because the people who embody it are unlikely to admit the real grounds of, for their purpose and may develop some very creative reasons for rejecting your plan. Two possible strategies for handling them. First, give them a way out, perhaps by incorporating their suggestions, sharing credit or supporting them toward a corollary success. Second, gain the support of those in authority over them. Number four, determine how much they already know. Nothing is more boring to audiences than a rehash of overly familiar information and nothing more frustrating than trying to decipher a presentation pitched way over their heads. What's the minimum amount of information that you need to summarize to lay the foundation for your argument? What additional information do they need to understand and judge your proposal? Strengthening your presentation. In addition to the advice offered in the first two parts of this volume, you may find it helpful to have a handful of extra tools and techniques in your arsenal for further strengthening your presentations. That's where the articles in the third and final section comes in. In six ways to overcome your fear of public speaking, Mike Grenby offers additional tips for vanquishing stage fright before you give a presentation. His suggestions, which range from reciting poems to trusted colleagues, while standing on a table to singing a nursery rhyme with exaggerated humor, enable you to stretch your emotional range, which both relaxes you and makes you more charismatic. And of course, Compared with surviving such appalling practice experiences, giving a mere presentation should seem easy. In Presentations 101, John Clayton shifts the focus to graphics 
If you must use slides and other visual aids during a talk, Clayton recommends avoiding common mistakes such as cramming too much text onto your slides, blocking the overhead screen with your body, and talking to the screen rather than your audience. Presentations that appeal to all your listeners and how to make even weak speeches great enter a different realm entirely. Building trust with your audiences by understanding and adapting to their learning styles. In any audience, some members will learn best by listening, that is auditory, others through physical activity, that is kinesthetic, still others through viewing graphics, which is visual. The most successful presentations appeal to all three styles by providing evocative words compelling pictures and opportunities for audience members to move, perhaps by raising their hands to vote or something. As Nick Morgan points out, you can even use kinesthetic speaking to your advantage, for instance, by moving closer to your audience to emphasize a point and avoiding body language that may inadvertently send a negative message. Example, crossing your arms communicates defensiveness. This section concludes with the 10 commandments of presentations, which is practical, easy to follow suggestions such as thou shalt keep thy slides to an absolute minimum. Thou shalt know what time it is at all times. And thou shalt neither read nor memorize a speech word for word. Armed with the advice in this volume's sec- selections, you should be able to tackle that upcoming presentation with a bit less nervousness and a bit more aplomb than you expected. Remember, the keys to successful presentation is understanding your purpose and your audience, managing stage fright, and capturing and holding listeners' attention. Your payoff for careful preparation and skillful delivery? inspired listeners who embraced your proposal with enthusiasm and a company that appreciates your ability to motivate others and get results.